Hi everyone, I'm Claire Muscat reporting for UC Today and today I'm joined by Matt Clare, Director of Contact Centre Solutions at Mitel. And today we're going to be talking about evolving CX to meet customer needs in the new normal. Welcome to the show Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great Claire, thanks for having me. Awesome. So to kick off, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Mitel? Yeah, perfect. So I'm currently Director of Contact Center Solutions at Mitel, uh, essentially Head of Product Management for the Contact Center Portfolio. Uh, global responsibility for all of our contact center solutions, uh, whether they're on-site, private cloud, public cloud type um, contact center as a service deployments, uh, all rolls up under um, my kind of uh, responsibility. So um, been doing this for a long time, um, just just to have my seven-year work anniversary with Mitel. Congratulations. Uh, Prior to that, I had also been with a company called Prairie Fire Software, um, which prior to 2013 was a Mitel's exclusive OEM of contact center software. Um, so I came in as part of that acquisition back in 2013, uh, like many of us did, and uh, have yeah been on an incredible customer experience journey ever since. Amazing. And the last few months have been crazy, right? For everybody. The last few months have been <laughs> wild. I, I don't think anybody expected this. Um, it's been very weird having, uh, you know, getting, getting to, to this new normal where for the last five years I've traveled the world, you know, two thirds to at the minimum half of my year was on the road traveling, talking to a contact center and customer experience trends and products and solutions and um yeah it's very weird to not have trade shows it's very weird to not be visiting live with customers yeah. and resellers um yeah very very strange 2020 very challenging 2020 yeah i totally feel you for, for me too as a keynote speaker i spent most of my time on the road and yeah. now being at home all the time i just oh i can't wait until the... crazy <laughs> yeah so um, in light of the pandemic, I guess my first question is, what challenges have you seen uh, your clients facing? Yeah, so I think they've evolved in the last six months quite a lot. Um, if I think back to like March when everybody went lockdown and, and quarantine first started, um, it was a big kind of mobilization to get everybody working from home. Um, and, and lots of companies were prepared to really quickly and easily do that. Anyone who had adopted a kind of modern contact center as a service or CCAD solution as, as we're familiar with the term. Um, I think most of them were ready to go because it was take your headset, plug it in, go to the website, log in, and you're working like you worked in the office. Um, for the you know more traditional uh, BPO type organizations, like the formal, the businesses that are contact center environments. Um, I, I don't think it was quite so easy a change. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of push early on just to just to mobilize that that work that workforce to get them working from home. Um, and kind of anecdotally, uh, you know, Mytel's been on this journey as well with the products that we have um, and probably three or four years ago, we ended up bundling. We essentially went from like a very old school, you know, 70 SKUs on a grocery list kind of uh, product model to what we call bundled licensing. And the bundled licensing model was all about giving you a software license so you can work from home and giving you everything you need. And over the last few years, there's been a lot of customers who 
stayed on the old model and didn't embrace the new bundled model. And so early on in the transition with people moving to work from home, we were doing a lot of these kind of bundled license upgrades where just customers were going like, Eureka, I get why you did that. I need that licensing now. Yeah. People working from home. So I I think that was kind of the initial uh, hurdle. Um, I'm not entirely convinced that a lot of businesses were switching out solutions at that point in time. I think it was more, uh, you know, how, how are we going to deal with this? You know, we got to get everybody's home tomorrow. How quickly can we get operational um, with the kind of quality of service that we've been providing historically? Since then, I think it's been more focused on, um, you know, if, you, if I think about contact center, having done this my whole career, you know, 10, 10 years ago or more, it was all about reporting. It was everything was focused on reporting. Reporting is still the core of any customer experience product. Um, but I, I think there's been a push. You know, the reporting's there, but it's like, okay, well, how do we take that to the next level? Um, so a lot more focus on. You know, every business in the world, for example, had call recording. Mm-hmm. How do we take call recording and take that up a notch? So we're really, you know effectively coaching people like um, keeping employees engaged Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can't imagine life as a supervisor right now if I'm being honest right like supervisors all day will walk around and you know tap people on the shoulder and and listen in and to have to do that all remotely and keep people engaged would be a huge challenge so I think on the workforce optimization side, there's been a big kind of, uh, now that everybody's home and working from home, there's been this kind of, all right, engagement is key. How do we keep people motivated? How do we keep performance levels high? Even though, you know, the team could be dispersed, uh, you know, completely globally. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Picking up on something that you said there whether or not we saw this coming. Um, I know a lot of organizations had somewhere in the digital transformation st- strategy, we're going to have to get to this point where at some sometime we'll have employees working from home. Do you think that was like a big shock yeah. that it had to happen so quickly? Because I've been amazed how quickly um, a lot of the organizations have been able to turn it on. Is For sure. For sure. I think it was a shock. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. I, I think that initial And we've been talking about it for years, right? Like prior to moving into the product factory side of things, Mm -hmm. uh, I spent most of my career marketing customer experience and contact center products. Uh, And we've been talking about work from home for decades, right? It's like we've been talking about email and self-service for decades too. And so suddenly it's like, Oh, right. Yeah. Now I have to deal yeah. with this, right? Like, <laughs> so I, I think there was that moment of shock um, initially, and the, and the companies that were, you know, better set up to actually adapt were the ones that got got the level kind of the new level playing field earlier on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, even you know, I think about some of the restaurants that I eat at and how they, you know didn't necessarily have an IVR before, but now they do, right? Because we we want to give you the option to press one to find out what our COVID COVID policies and procedures are. So um, I think there was a lot of, a lot of shock that led to a lot of, you know, what do I do now? Um, And a lot of kind of ads and moves and changes. Um, The systems have 
that they had in place um, just to just to support the initial, you know, uh, inf- informational, you know, like not even the transactional side of things, yeah. right? It was always almost like, well, let's set up first with the informational side of things. Let's get the messaging out there. Let's get our websites updated. Let's get our prompts updated. Um, and then let's figure out things like, all right, maybe we didn't have an e-commerce store. Now we, now we want to offer an e-commerce store. And then you can do the kind of longer in the two things. So it's been a very phased kind of journey. Um, yeah. The customers yeah. I've seen. yeah, I think that word evolution is really apt, isn't it? Because it wasn't until businesses saw what they were having to adapt to that they then, then had to evolve. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, and just picking up on something else you said there about the employee experience as well as the customer experience, how have you seen that changed um, with working well, from that, home? To me, I think that's the biggest shock. Um, it, again, if I think of, I think of if it, you know, the supervisors who are very used to having in-person experiences and mm. you know, in face-to-face coaching yeah. Uh, and face-to-face training to to have that be solely remote now mm-hmm. and then same thing with agents like it's I'm not, I'm not gonna lie I'll be very honest I get hundreds of emails a day it's very easy for me to put the blinders on mm-hmm. but it's it's exhausting it's hard to get away from your desk so as an agent you know if you're just staring at the wall in your you know spare room mm-hmm. all day or, in, or even worse in your bedroom all day <laughs> Um, like I can't, I can't imagine how hard it is to stay motivated. Um, and then to have the distractions too, right? Like, you know, some, not everybody's lucky enough to have daycare or have family watch your children. So to, if you have children in the other room and you're trying to help customers on the line, you know, and I apologize all the time when my dog starts barking, I'm surprised she hasn't yet. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one thing for me to apologize that my dog's barking on a call with a, a reseller or our internal salespeople or yeah. something, but for somebody with a really kind of agitated, upset customer on the phone who's now got an agent with dog barking yeah. in the back, like it's just it, the the world is it seems so different yeah. um, than it did at the start of the year. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and lots of challenges as a result of kind of, I, I don't like calling it the new normal, but it's gone on long enough. <laughs> I think I have to embrace the term now. It is what it is. And what kind yeah. of CX challenges do you think um, we've been seeing? So in terms of the preferences that customers have had for contact, you know, yeah. such like kind of this awareness that actually you might not be talking to somebody in their contact center anymore. You might be talking to them at her home. How, how has that changed how they want to be engaged and interacted with that's a really interesting question um and i've been thinking about this one a lot especially as i watch i always like looking at my family for example right like looking at my grandparents looking at my parents and going like well have they changed and um i think for like the younger generation the millennials like and i'm right on the cusp of being a millennial i I always yeah (laughs) absolutely i feel like when i grew up with technology um so for the younger generations, like self-service was always the prior, like preferred model, right? Like, um, so I don't think there's been a huge change there. But in the older generations, yeah. without a doubt, you're seeing like this, 
well, I don't want to walk into the bank anymore because yeah, I don't want to expose myself to something unnecessarily. So where historically there's been this hesitation to, to adapt um, and embrace emerging technologies, it's, it, it's become a lot more commonplace now. Um, but that also poses in return, interesting kind of challenges back on the business, right? Because, um, me navigating a self-service menu versus my grandmother navigating a self-service menu are going to be two very different customer experiences mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to have to think through and optimize and kind of uh, cater to. Um, so I think that kind of dichotomy uh, on the customer um, is for sure driving change. Um, and and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to collect my thoughts here um and uh yeah yeah no i get you i get you so as you said you know the younger generation they're already kind of used to self-service um quite happy to do everything through an app didn't really want to talk to anybody but for those older customers that weren't used to uh, interacting that way we are seeing that shift happening. I don't know, have you heard any kind of feedback from your customers about how easy that transition's been or like what they've had to do in order to make that happen? Yeah, I think that is a transition that continues to change. Like it's it's not something that's static yeah. um, where, you know, like, I, you know, back to March, if I think back to March, like everybody's initial kind of configuration change was, okay, we're going to add a new option for our COVID, you know, policies and procedures, or, you know, what's our curbside pickup model or what options do you have aside from coming into the bank? Um, But then from there, you know, there's a lot more you can do. Um, So if I think back to like, for the last three years, I've been traveling around the world, touting, you know, AI is the next great thing and conversational, um, conversational interactions and conversational self-service. Um, but that's not something that like, you know, lockdown happens in March and you start an AI implementation journey. And by April 1st, you've got like the most natural conversational bots in place. Um, so I think it's, it's, kind of if you think of it again as it being part of a journey where initially it was let's get everybody home let's get our ivr prompts updated let's get some level of self-service implemented just so we can offer some basic you know basic menus and messaging where maybe we didn't before um and then over the last kind of three months seeing this shift to like okay well now how do we take that to the next step right um so maybe it was very static messaging at first, and over the last three months, we've started thinking about getting some actual AI implemented um, so we can actually offer more conversational um, self-service experiences, which I think, again, that's something that having spent most of the last three years traveling around talking about um, MyTel's partnership with Google AI, um, it, you know, that, that's a journey in itself, um, but I've, we've seen a lot of customers starting to embrace AI, um, especially in light of COVID, because uh, a very static menu, um, to me as a consumer, would be fine. I'd figure out, I'd figure out your kind of, if, if this, then that type statements, and I'd, I'd navigate my way through. But for my grandmother, who's mm-hmm. been going to the bank in person for the last, you know, 50 years, um, 
she's going to need a much more conversational, natural kind of self-service experience. So I think that that is, you know, really highlights that kind of journey that customer or our, our customers have, have been on, which is, you know, let's, let's get phase one set up and then let's focus on the phase two picture, which is, all right, how do we actually take this up a notch? Maybe we didn't offer e-commerce before and we are now. So implementing the web store, um, maybe we didn't offer chat as a channel or maybe we offered chat as a channel before, but we didn't offer chat self-service. And now we're because of volumes are transitioning too, right? Mm. Um, so maybe, you know, getting some first level of, of chatbot in there, um, not necessarily fully AI enabled, but just something to kind of take down the table stakes yeah. question. Like, are you open? And you yeah. know, are you open for me to walk in or yeah. it, do we have a curbside pickup option? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very, very interesting time. I, uh, you know, I said, I can't imagine being a supervisor agent in this time, but a very challenging time for an administrator as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of, if you think about kind of workflows in the IVR and workflows and self-service, like that's not, I think those have likely changed more in the last six months than they had in the last 20 years, yeah. right? Like it, what traditionally, so fast as well. <laughs> yeah, very static thing, right? Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's, uh, it really poses, poses some unique uh, challenges on the administrator as well. Yeah, I guess what I'm hearing is, you know, you were able to make quite a lot of technology-based decisions when you thought you not you personally when we thought we knew what was happening and what was coming and our customers old preferences but now the whole world has changed and there's a lot more restrictions in place having to think a lot more about the customer their needs and the experience of different sets of customers and being able to respond and react to that in the right way um, and using technology to support and enable that so I guess my, my final question really is why is it so crucial to be on the right side of that technology stack in in this new normal that we don't like yeah. to call the new normal <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think um, I think more than ever, the, at least the organizations we've been working with, um, more than ever, extensibility is really key. Um, so thinking about open systems and thinking about things like APIs and integrations yeah. Yeah. and thinking about, you know, a, a contact center solution or a customer experience solution that you can kind of put in the center of everything else you have to optimize everything else you have, as opposed to like rip off the bandaid and get a new CCAS solution and, and put that in place. Like there's, there's a level of give me the comfort I need to be up and running tomorrow with the peace of mind that, you know, six months from now, we, I mean, we don't know what the world's going to look like. Yeah. Six months from now, if we're being honest. So, it's got to be really so, flexible, right? Yeah. Um, so I think having the, you know, the, the peace of mind to go, you know, I've got a solution that I can meet the needs today, but also the comfort of knowing that as things evolve, right, um, we've seen, a, a, you know, more and more, as I've talked to customers over the last six months, the conversations have gone almost towards like what traditionally has been like a niche in the customer experience space, right? Mm -hmm. So things like, 
you know, maybe we're going to implement a knowledge base. We never had a knowledge base before. Or maybe we're going to implement a gamification solution and we've never had a gamification solution to motivate our employees. Um, So having like a core contact center or contact center as a service solution that is extensible enough to bring in those emerging technologies without causing you to go like, oh, I just need to totally replace everything we've done, rebuild all our workflows in this new tool, um, I think that's why extensibility is really the most crucial thing right now because because you don't know how long this is going to last and you don't know it, heaven forbid it gets worse. Um, and, 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 <laughs> exactly, I don't know what worse looks like in 2020. I don't want to imagine. Um, but having the, having the peace of mind to you know if if chatbots was your first priority from a self-service perspective, if this lasts until this time next year, um, video chat could be the new normal. We've been talking about this for a long time um, at conferences and, and, you know, and and speaking sessions, Um, the rise of kind of video chat as a new customer engagement model Uh, and, you know, great use cases around it in healthcare and banking specifically where we've seen it picked up. Um, but like, I think about going to a hardware store where, you know, you walk into a hardware store and there's a team of people, you you know, your parents age and they're always ready to help you. And they're super knowledgeable. Um, the last thing I want to do right now is walk into a hardware store and pick up things and touch stuff. And, uh, but I want that level of engagement as a customer. I want to be able to talk to somebody that reminds me of my dad and knows a bit about everything and can help me answer, you know, here's, here's the uh, kind of project I'm working on. How can you help me? What tools do I need? Um, And if I think about having that experience on the phone, kind of cumbersome if yeah. I think about having that experience on a video chat yeah. um, that really wouldn't be any different than me walking into the brick and mortar store as opposed to you know uh, with the exception of me not being able to touch things mm-hmm. um, so I think you know the longer this lasts um, video is also going to become really important as a channel um, you know and having talked about it for years um, you know having having everybody working from home and stuck at home is, is only going to drive that further. So. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially it's like the future that we anticipated in five years time is to happen now. And customers um, are getting used to these new technologies as being part of our day to day life. Will it ever really ever go back to the old way or are we just moving forward now and our considerations around technology and interactions are just, this is the new normal. This is the new world. We're just got there faster than we expected to (laughs) i think i think that's the million dollar question is do we go back um i I think in the formal contact center environment for sure though there will be a push to try to get back um it's it without a doubt it would be easier to manage a team uh, face to face than to manage a team remotely um but for some of the you know the businesses that interact with customers that don't consider themselves a contact center, right? And, you know, like I always say that I'm head of contact center solutions at Mitel, but we sell our contact center solutions to users who wouldn't call themselves an agent, who wouldn't call themselves a supervisor. Uh, and if I think about those use cases, um, it could be, maybe maybe they never go back. Maybe yeah. this truly is the new normal um, because a, a lot of businesses are finding people are more productive working from home now 
does that come at a cost? Um, very likely. Um, it's hard to leave your desk. That has a mental health impact, right? Um, so I think, um, you know, there's, as we navigate this, it's, it's not just the kind of like training and motivational aspects of, of work from home when it comes to customer experience, but there also is this kind of like HR and mental health and, you know, being open and talking about challenges and not being afraid to talk about, you know, the anxieties of all this heaviness yeah. that we're going through in 2020, right? Um, so it's not just about product, it's not just about yeah. technology, but there's this absolute kind of social um, social challenges as well that we're yeah. trying to work through. Yeah, yeah, and I think to summarize it would be, you know, really staying close to the customer and employee needs and being able to respond proactively as things evolve into this new normal. Um, that's the only way we're gonna be able to manage the experience on both sides, I think, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so awesome to have you on the show today. Thanks so much yeah, for joining me. Yeah, me too. And thanks to everybody who watched this video. And if you've enjoyed it today, please do drop us a like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>